Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Magic Soul Podcast. I am your host, Liz, and today I am joined by my beautiful friend, Steph Kay, who is a personal branding coach, a makeup artist, and a best-selling author. Steph, welcome. Hi, so nice to see you. Thanks for being here. I'm so happy to and excited to have this conversation with you. Same, I know. Okay, so I want to talk about branding because you're like an expert on this, but first I kind of want to talk about how you've gotten to where you are now because it hasn't been an easy road for you and you've definitely been through some major traumas, um, which I know you share about in the book that we're both authors in, Women Let's Rise. So I'm just, I just want to kind of give you the floor like openly for you to sort of share with us maybe the key points that have kind of put you in the direction that you're in now. For sure. So when I was younger, I always had a huge imagination and I was like multi-talented in different ways and multi-passionate. So I love trying new things and doing different things and all mostly art related because I love to sing, I love to draw, uh, cook, uh, and just create in general. Like I always felt the happiest when I was creating. So along the way, like when I was in high school, I was like, okay, like, what do I want to do? Cause the pressure was being put on by like guidance counselors and teachers and, you know, to pick what you want to be. And the thought of being something like one thing for the rest of my life was just like suffocating. And I was just like, there is no way that I could wake up every single day for the rest of my life and go to the same place and do the same thing. Like it was terrifying. So it, I kind of had like a midlife crisis after when I was 19 because, or even 17 when I finished high school, because I was like, you know, I'm, there's no way that I could do this. Like, what am I going to do? And then finally my parents were like, okay, like you've kind of been out of school for a while. You need to kind of decide what's next. And so I decided because I was singing at the time and um, I had kind of a group with some friends at school. So I decided to go to school for entertainment management. And I discovered a lot of things about myself that I love to help others and uh, to be a leader. And so I decided to start managing artists. And so I had uh, some friends in college and I managed them and got them different shows and did like press kits for them and all of the fun things in the music scene. Um, And then I kind of just wasn't getting where I wanted to get. And so I just started to transition and pivot and just trying different things. I got a job. uh, I started my working career in the kitchen. So my passion for cooking was, you know, I was able to do all of those things when I worked in the kitchen, which was a lot of fun. Uh, And then so from there, that led me to um, hat designing, which was a super fun job. I got to (laughs) go to New York to different trade shows and I learned so much about the fashion industry. But at the end of the day, I knew that I, it wasn't living out my purpose because it was just like a means to an end at the time. It was just getting me money uh, to like pay my bills and whatnot. So then I like, as for when I was younger, um, I always, or I would say in high school, I always did makeup. I loved everything about it. That was another creative outlet for me. So I decided that, you know what, I'm going to pursue this because I was always doing like my sister-in-law's makeup at the time and just friends for prom and that so I dove in and started doing weddings and that's kind of what led me to be a makeup artist and where I am today 
Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So like the key things that I want to highlight are number one, and I think this is a really big takeaway is this sort of pressure that is put on young adults to know exactly what they want to do for the rest of their life. And I can totally relate to what you were saying. I was at the time um, coming out of high school, I was like, how do I know what I want to be doing in 50 years? Like, I don't, I have no idea. And the reason I want to sort of highlight that you shared that is because there's so much pressure for kids to know what they want to be doing when they grow up. And the reality is like, you have a lifetime of opportunities and you can shift and pivot at any point. There's so much pressure to know the exact thing. And I don't think that's how it has to be. It doesn't have to be one thing forever. It can be this sort of like following what feels good for you in the moment. Yeah. And I think that's why I kind of rebelled against like the confinements of school. Like I, I was a good kid and I, you know, I wasn't too terrible, but I, I definitely didn't like how I was put in this box. And I didn't like the fact that, okay, you finish school and you go and do this, this, and this, and then you have your career. Like it just didn't feel right to me. Like my intuition was just like, I no, I don't like this. So you shared a bit again in your chapter in Women Less Rise about how the loss of your dad was a major sort of turning point for you in actually allowing yourself, I think, to dive into your purpose. So do you want to just share a little bit about what that was like for you and that experience? Yeah, for sure. So I lost my dad to suicide uh, in 2016. I always forget the date or the, the year now, it all blends into one, but, um, that was he, like a huge, um, trauma for me and an experience that obviously I've never felt before. So all sorts of emotions and things came up for me and I was an, a newish mom. My daughter was two. So I was navigating, you know, discovering who I am in my career, but as a mom as well. So it was like, my life just got flipped upside down. And um, in the moment, it was like, oh my God, like, how am I going to go on? Like, I don't know how this is going to work. I'm, you know, I'm, I just felt empty. Like, it's, it's a really hard feeling to describe. Mm -hmm. um, so I just kind of went through the motions of grief and did what I could. And one of the advice that my dad's friend um, told me, he's, from Jamaica and a lot of the Jamaicans came to the funeral and it was like reassuring and it, and it kind of just felt nice to, to have that piece of my culture be there. And like, that was a huge part of my dad because he was Jamaican. Um, and he just sat, looked at me he said, you know, when you need to cry, cry. And when you need to laugh, laugh. And like, it was the simplest words, but it was the best piece of advice that anybody gave me in those like moments. And so I kind of just did that. I was just, I just let myself be and, and tried not to go down the rabbit hole of depression and, you know, all the, like letting those feelings consume me. And it wasn't easy. Um, it was definitely a journey. And I had to really, really, really dig deep to, to get myself back out of that, those feelings. And one of the best things that I did was I um, talked to a psychotherapist and that helped me huge because I was able to hear my thoughts out loud and it helped me to reflect and kind of be able to realize how I was feeling one and two, where I needed to go from there. 
Uh, and it just lot, it really provided me a lot of insight. So, and I, I thought to myself one day, I was like, you know, this had to happen. And I remember immediately feeling so guilty that I said that, cause like, who wants to lose their dad? And, but I was like, no, like something deep down inside of me, I just knew like that had to happen for my, not only myself, but like for my family to grow, like my brother and my sister and, you know, and it was really the turning point where I was like, okay, Steph, this, you can either go one of two ways. You're going to either like live life to the fullest and with be fearless, or you're going to go down this like dark path of being the victim and you know, not the victim, I shouldn't say that, but like letting that experience define me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I chose to, to really live life to the fullest and to just be fearless and do all of the things because it, that happened in a blink of the eye and it really changed everything. So I was like, you know what? Anything can happen in a blink of an eye. So I'm gonna do this. And I just started to work on my mindset and really building the skills that I needed. And I'm always been a goal setter. So I had to really sit down and be like, okay, well, what do I want? What, what's gonna make me happy? What's gonna give me fulfillment? And then I realized, well, I can't answer that question until I know what, like my why is. Like, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing the things that I do? And it took me, it's taken me about four years, like since that happened to now to really pinpoint my mission, my why, what I'm all about. And it's given me such clarity and such focus and a lot of fulfillment. Like I feel happier, um, I'm healing. And I feel like, you know, that's a, that part of my life is it's always going to be there and it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to come up then and now, um, but I can still grow from it and I can still keep going from that. Two things that I really love about what you said are number one, the advice that your dad's friend gave you. And I think this applies to anyone in any moment of no matter what, whether they're experiencing large trauma or whether they're just moving through a regular day or no matter what's happening, like if you need to cry, cry, if you need to laugh, laugh. And I think what it's saying is just like, feel what's present for you so that you can move through it. Like instead of holding it all in. Yeah. It was just one of those things where I, in the moment I was like, I just kind of looked at him and I was super upset. I'm at the funeral, but it stuck with me. I was like, yeah, like just be what you need to be and, you know, give yourself the grace to go through all of the motions. Yeah. the, The grace to move through what you need to. And the second thing that you said is anything can happen in the blink of an eye. And that's the reality is all of this life that we're living is uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen from one moment to the next. And we can let that be really scary or we can do what you're doing and sort of embrace and do everything that you want to do when you want to do it, because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, losing my dad helped me to do is, is be more fearless. Like I used to be a worrier. I worried about all of the things that didn't happen yet and was always, you know, scared of different things. And now like, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, it's a weird feeling. Cause I'm not afraid of the things that I used to be afraid of. And, but it's empowering. It definitely allows me to do more things and step 
more outside of my comfort zone. And of course I still fear, you know, different things in my business and in life, but I just can get over them faster now because I just have, I have that life experience that let me do that. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting that that's your perspective because somebody else with a similar life experience may not, it may cause them to have more fear mm-hmm. of terrible things happening. Yeah. And I, I think this speaks to the level of healing that you've allowed yourself and continue. It's, we're never done. Right. And it's again, going back to that, like, if you need to cry, cry, if you need to laugh, laugh, you are allowing yourself to move through the things that you need to move through. So they're not hostage in your body. Yes. And mindset, like I will say mindset till I'm blue in the face because it's everything. And your mindset is just perspective because you and I, like you said, we could go through the same experience and you could have the fear because that's your perspective and your mindset, or you can live without the fear and like, let it empower you. And it's just, it's just a tweak. It's like one little tweak. And a lot of people don't realize that's the difference. It's just one shift of your mind. And it's, it's super empowering. And once you realize that, even if like, I still have my days where I have my doubts and, you know, I, I feel depressed or I cry or whatever it is, but it's easier for me now to be able to, to get out of that space and to just, cause I tweak my mindset. And I, I also allow myself to have those moments cause I'm human, right? I'm not going to be perfect and I'm not going to not still be emotional about a big thing, a big trauma that's happened to me. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think if we continue to work on our mindset, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. The whole point is to have a human experience and that includes all of our humanness. So you're, you're doing that. Um, I'm curious what your sort of tools are that you use to nurture and maintain your mindset, um, that others could maybe adopt into their own, um, practices. Right. So, um, one of the things, so my mom is a pretty positive person. So I have had a good teacher growing up. And one of the things that she would do is, uh, I call it the reset button. So if I, I would go to her super upset and be like, you know, everything's going wrong. Like, I just can't get ahead. You know, I feel like I'm drowning in bills or whatever I would go to her with. And she would say, wait, stop. And she'd press my arm and, and she'd say reset. And she's like, you have to rephrase your thoughts. You have to rephrase your way of thinking. And so she would make me rephrase it in a more positive light. And so that I would start to be aware of all of the thoughts because the more I focused on those negative thoughts of you know drowning in bills or, or whatever the case was, the more I was attracting it and the more everything was going wrong. But until I shifted and started being aware of what I was telling myself, I couldn't see the positive like outlook so that was, that's a huge thing is, is being aware of, of what you're saying to yourself and what you're thinking. Because like I said, the more you think those thoughts, it's going to attract. I like how your mom had this um, like physical aspect to it, like the pressing on your arm, almost like you would press a reset button because that immediately sort of like triggers our nervous system and your nervous system would start to remember that, right? Like the press on the arm, like I press the reset button. Oh, what do I need to do? And then your nervous system responds. Right. Yeah. It was, it's been huge for me. And it's even worked like me and her laugh because we've secretly been working on my husband all these years. And 
he gets it now though and he's he's come a long way it's it's funny and that's all we do is we tell him to reset that's amazing i think that's a really powerful tool okay so let's get into all stuff personal branding so just start with maybe why this is something that you're so passionate about and how you created a business out of it so it started with um being i love goals like i've always been a a goal getter or you know i always set goals and i just love the process of you know i'm a i love making lists and planning so ever since i can remember i was doing lists and setting goals so it started with that and then i realized in school like people would come to me when they had problems or they they needed to talk something out and i just naturally was you know i would offer them help or just be there to listen and i loved the feeling of helping somebody so um as a makeup artist my kind of power was that i could help somebody to like feel confident and just feel beautiful on the inside and out and i will never forget the feeling of you know after doing somebody's makeup for prom and their hair and the that the look in their eyes like there was like this sparkle and i it just made me feel so good and i love that feeling so that was the big reason of why I wanted to be a makeup artist, to help people get that feeling and that look in their eyes. And then that led me to branding photo shoots. So I was able to work with a photographer and we would do a whole day of pampering where I would do their hair and makeup and we would style them. And then they would get these images that they could use for their business and their website. And I fell in love with it. I was like, oh, I love all of this like, branding stuff. And in the, the, before I was talking about the past three or four years, I was on this journey of discovery. Well, in, while I was doing that, I was, you know, really building my brand and my business. And like, when I was asking myself, well, what is my purpose? Like, why am I doing all of this? It helped me discover my mission. And then like, just through working through it all, I, I built this brand and I was like, you know what? I'm mean, I done all of this work, all of this research. I want to help others to get the same clarity, the same focus so that they can really know where they're going and have a plan to be able to succeed and do all of the things that they want to do. And that was kind of how it was born. And I, I realized, you know, there's a big market for this of people needing this help and advice because we sometimes we have the vision, but our clarity is lost and our focus is lost because we don't really know deep down why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. I think there's so much noise, right? It's this sort of comparison culture that we've created. There's so much noise around us about it like should be this way or should be that way or this person does this, so I need to do that. And yeah. so all what is actually true to you gets lost inside all of that noise. Yes. And people like the self-doubt comes and the comparison on social media, like, oh, that's such a perfect feed. And, you know, they're doing it like this and I'm not doing it like this. But at the end of the day, like you're, you're your own person and you have your own magic. So I want people to discover what that is. And, you know, you do it in a different way. Like nobody can do it like the way you do it. And so I just started just um, developing different things and, and, recording all the things that I did and I came up with the authentically you package and this is basically just like a one-on-one -on -one coaching session that I do with my clients and it digs deep and gets them to answer all those hard questions and it gives them the clarity so that they can have the plan and the strategy 
to really dive into their dreams and to achieve them. Yeah, it sounds like having this ability to like bring to life your personal brand in a way that's so authentic to you is the way that you're showing your magic. It's the way that you're showing your authentic self to the world because it is so true to who you are once you peel back those layers and figure out what that is. Exactly. And on social media nowadays, like people want to know who you are. They want to trust you, you know, and they, and they want to like you. And how do we show up and get people to do that is we show them who we truly are. So it's, it's such an important piece of the puzzle, I think. And I think there's so many people that are struggling because they're working so hard and they're so passionate, but they're just missing that one piece and it's them, it's themselves. It's they're, they're focusing too much on the business itself and not how they contribute to it and how like they are, they're their own brand, they're their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about maybe a tip where people could start if they're like, why do I even need a personal brand or what, where do I go with this? And then how they can work with you to take that even further. Okay. So one of the, like the, the main things that I get my clients to start with is their why and figuring out, you know, well, why are you doing what you do and what do you help your clients solve? Because when we can figure out what we solve for the client, then we can figure out our purpose and our mission. And in doing that, then that's like our fulfillment. Like that's what makes us so passionate. That's what gives us the most light and and happiness because we're so passionate about doing whatever it is to help that person. And uh, once they do that, they, it just makes it so much easier to be able to relay the message and get their clients to feel and resonate or even their audience, like people they're not working with yet. They can really convey that message so that that person's like, yeah, like, you know what? I really need to work with Liz because she does A, B, and C and she makes me feel this way. Um, and she solves this problem that I'm having. So I think really, um, I do an exercise called the why exercise. So basically you can do it for yourself as well. Um, You just, so you would ask yourself why you're doing what you're, you're doing and then say the answer and then, but why are you doing that? And like, keep peeling back the layers until you get to your mission. And every time I do that, it never fails. Their, their mission is like blaring at us and they're just like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know that that's what it was. So it's great for them to have that moment where they're like, oh yes, like I do have a purpose because it always comes out in the end when we kind of dig and take back those layers. I love, I haven't used that exercise in a really long time. I almost forgot about it. Yeah, it's, it's I, a well-known one, but it's so effective. I love it. And it's usually about five layers that yes. you need to go, right? Do you find that in your experience? Like usually about five layers of why yep. you can get and, some real clarity. And sometimes if they're kind of feeling, they have some blocks or they've been feeling lost for a while, I find that I have to go a little bit deeper, like seven, eight, nine sometimes. Um, but it, yeah, that once they realize what they've said and, and when we kind of look at it, they're just like, oh, wow. And they're just amazed at what is inside and what's there deep down. So cool. I love that. Okay, so say someone's like, all right, like I need to work with Steph. I need to get my personal brand. I need this clarity. How can they do that? So basically, um, 
I have my website live now. It's brand new, which I'm super excited about. So I would book a discovery call with them and we could just kind of chat and make sure that, you know, we're the right fit for each other. And I will explain kind of what the process looks like. And I, I do like a questionnaire just to kind of get to know them a little bit, just so I know what their goals are and kind of where they're going. And then what I do is what I, I've done, I should say, is I've just developed uh, five pillars and these five pillars we go through each week for the 12 weeks. And then at the end, I develop a brand strategy for them. So they have all of the, the pieces that we've talked about in a strategy so that they have a plan and a, a framework for their brand so that they can figure out, okay, this is the kind of messages I need to be doing for my social media content. Um, these are my, this is my ideal client. This is who I should be speaking with. And it just laser focuses everything so that they can you know, take all the guesswork out. Cause how many times have you, you know, been working on content and you don't know what to say because you don't know who you're talking to and you don't know if anybody's listening and it's kind of frustrating and overwhelming. So that really takes that piece out because you're so clear on who it is that you're talking to that it's easier to find your brand voice so that you can talk to them in a way that resonates with them and really gets them to be like, yeah, that's exactly what I need. That this is solving my problem. Okay, so for anyone listening, I will link Steph's website. So you can just click right in the episode notes and go check it out and book your discovery call if you want to. Um, to wrap this up, Steph, I just want to say, I notice how passionate you are about this stuff as you're talking about it. And I just think it's so cool because you get to involve so many of these different creative aspects, right? Like growing up, it was, you wanted to do so many things, but the core to it all is this like creative expression, whether it's in the kitchen or designing hats or whatever it might be. So I think this is like such an amazing expression of your purpose. This business is such a beautiful expression of your purpose because there's so much creativity ingrained in every step of it. Thank you. Yeah. And it, it took me a while to get to this point because, because I was multi-passionate, I would always get you know, the reason why you're not succeeding is because you're not focused on one thing. Like you have too many things going, you're, there's too much on your plate. So I would always assume it was a negative thing until uh, one day I was talking to a mentor and they've kind of validated for me that I have found a way to piece all of my passions together in a way that not only makes sense, but it also helps my client and it in a directly aligned with my mission and my purpose. So they said, no, like, don't listen to those people. You've, you've got it. Like you you found a way to make it all make sense. And so I'm so happy that I stuck with it because this is, this is what makes me, like you said, you see the passion. This is what I'm so passionate about. And you're so good at it too. Like there's not just the passion. You're clearly very talented. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay. Um, so for everyone listening, I will link the website. I will link Steph's Instagram. If you want to go hang out with her there, Steph, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love great conversations and I had a great time. This has been amazing. All right, everyone, this is the magic soul podcast. You know, what's up, send me a message on Instagram or send me an email. Let's chat. Let me know what your biggest takeaways from this episode were. And I hope you guys all have a beautiful day.